I'm Paddy O'Gorman, and you're listening to Paddy's Podcast. In this podcast, more stories from women who have had to share homeless hostel accommodation for women with trans-identified men. G-strings. Women's G-strings. She used to strip in the room. She used to strip in the room and not a butter. See everything, yeah? It's very intimidating. Also for this podcast. I love the horses, yeah. I love the trill of it. I love the trill of beating the bookie. And that gives you the buzz. And could you say in your life of gambling, have you beaten the bookie more? Oh, no. no, 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 they've beaten me. To start with hostels for the homeless, there's a number of those hostels near the Courts of Justice on Parkgate Street in Dublin. I saw two women coming out of one of those hostels. I introduced myself and they said they'd speak to me. We walked and talked as we headed together towards Dublin city centre. They told me first about life in the homeless hostel. It's really bad at the moment. Like, in our hostel the last two days, uh, one girl uh, hung herself. Yeah, just taken out on a body bag. Uh, when was this? The night before last. Then this morning, another girl was took out with an overdose. Yeah. And two weeks before that, this girl was actually at, at being took out with an overdose. She, she took an overdose. She tried two she weeks previous, and now she actually yeah, managed to to do it. I don't think she should have been actually sent back to the hostel. She should have been sent somewhere that, because the staff that are in there they're not nurses, like. Sure. And it's not fair on the staff it's either because like, the staff are trying their best. Like they really, yeah. really are. But right. like they're putting people in with serious, serious men. Mental health issues. Mental health issues, and yeah. And the staff don't know how to deal with And how many are in that women's hostel, roughly, do you I know? I should say, there's about uh, 45, 50. Can they be violent places to be in? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. 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 Because they have mental health problems and yeah. stuff, like, so you don't know what way someone's going to go, do you know what I mean? The hostel we're in, there is a lot of women in it that are suffering from mental health. Now, you could be sitting there talking to them and then... Two minutes later, like they're taking the head off you. Right. May I ask you, folks, if you want to tell me, how did you become homeless yourselves? I came homeless to drugs. To drugs. And how yeah. are you now? How is your health? I'm now? good now. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And in your case, yeah. please. What? How did you become homeless? Uh, arguments happened and a lot of violence and stuff. But uh, I was in care my whole life. Right. And my brother just recently killed himself as well there. He was only 24 and he yeah. was actually a radio presenter. And um, you were raised in care. Yeah. I'm a little brother, like, I had a lot of temper problems and stuff. Right. And to talk to you now, like, you wouldn't fight, find it hard to believe you had temper problems. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you don't live with her. Oh, okay, step in from the bluest tram is coming behind us there, okay? Your little dog's gone. My, my little dog, thank you. They're so loyal, aren't they? They are indeed. Yeah. Did you ever come across, please, and does it bother you, trans-identified men staying in the women's... it didn't bother me, because I was living with her. Now, the person's name you've just mentioned there, I I won't put that person's name in the podcast, but, like, you say she, but it is actually... That person is actually a man. (laughs) I know she wants to identify as a woman or whatever. She was threatening a lot of people and throwing her weight around, like... She got kicked out of here. Because she threw a cup and hit the staff member. It right. nearly hit her face like she threw it and got thrown out because the guards just took her and just kicked her out. Two years ago I was in the hostel with her. 
right, with the same person, yeah. Same, yeah. She was there for three or four months. Right. There was four girls in the room, like, so there'd be me and two other girls. It's very intimidating. Like, if you think, would you, if you're, if you're at home, you have older brothers, right, okay, you have older brothers. Your mother is not going to let, like, uh, say, a 20 year old, or a 20 year old daughter, say, her 27 year old son, she's not going to let them strip any, to get any strip. She's not going to let them, do you know what I mean? I do, I do. and especially yeah. a stranger. And did this man strip with you? Oh, yeah, yeah. like she used to strip in the room. She used to strip in the room and not a bother. G-strings. <laughs> Women's G-strings. See everything, yeah? Like, said to her, like, Likura, I'm as much as this. And I, oh, you know, you're fucking not, like, it's very intimidating. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it'd be a big argument start, so... And, and sometimes you start to get involved and, and they say you keep her up and, and, and we'd be the ones that'd lose our bed. Yeah, exactly. I noticed, like, right. even though there's a G string and it's obviously a man, you're still saying she, so you're. you're... I know, it's just better than she. <laughs> now, after I said goodbye to those two women, I took a walk just north of the Liffey into the Stony Batter area of Dublin, looking for bookie shops. I came across two of these shops close together on Manor Street, and I spent the next few hours standing nearby, meeting people who had been placing bets. This first man I had noticed earlier sitting outside a shop begging. Then I saw him going into the bookies with his bag of coins. I spoke to him when he came out. You're just in the bookie shop, how did you get I just on? walked in and I walked back out, yeah, because the lady wouldn't take the, the change I had in my hand. She wouldn't take the money off me, yeah. So I walked out. Like, uh, you know what I mean? But I do have a problem with the, the buggies sometimes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do be in and out a lot. I, I tap, I, I uh, get me food and me stuff, like what I need, like, yeah. you know, and hostel uh, accommodation and yes. all that as well. It's very hard, like, okay. you know what I mean? Because people are on the plastic now, you know what I mean? And everyone's, the, we're, we're not getting as much as what we used to. You know, has that made it harder for tapping? It has, it, a lot harder, a lot harder, yeah. An awful lot harder, yeah. And they wouldn't take your coins there? They wouldn't take my coins because the lady knows that I stand outside the shop here. She said, I'm not taking that money because it's from other hands. So you were begging outside the shop? And then I went into the bookies. And she knew that that was coins? Yeah, 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 and she wouldn't take it. Yeah, that's wrong, like, you know what I mean? Money's money at the end of the day. And I said it to her, I did, like, you know what I mean? But she's looking, it's a blessing that my number didn't come out while I picked. You know what I mean? So I saved saved myself the fiver. You know, so I was putting a fiver on, yeah, you know what I mean? Because I have a bit of a problem with the roulette. You know what I mean? I'm up and down. What do you bet on them? I, I, I don't go more, no more than maybe two euro to a fiver on each number. But uh, if I don't win on the first couple of numbers, I'll walk out. So you didn't get any, any bets on? No, today? I didn't get no bets on, no. I was trying to put a fiver on. Did it take you long to, to tap, to beg? For- uh, it took me, would you believe it or not, now it's morning now, right? Uh, since I've been there, it took me a good, uh, well, it took me about a half an hour. Right. You know what I mean? Usually it could be quicker, like, you know what I mean? But it's not too bad to happen, or you know what I mean? And then you go in and you just... I went into the bookies, but I don't all the time go into the bookies. I go about my business, I get my beer shopping, I get my tobacco and stuff, and I make sure that I have my hostel room, you right. know? Will you go to another bookies now? Uh, yeah, maybe up in Mayfield Square. I like it in there. They're all right with me in there, you know what I mean? And I've won a few times over, so... Can you say, in all your betting, are you up or down over I'm, uh, I say I'm down, big time, big time. Very big, yeah. Gambling's a, a serious problem. It's worse than alcohol, you know what I mean? You might as well put the two of them together, but they're both the same virtually. 
You know what I mean? So it tears you apart. It does. It leaves a hole in your pocket. You can gamble. Yeah, you could gamble your whole life away. Your your house, your cars, everything you got. You could just gamble it all away. I've uh, I've gambled big money actually. Yeah. I I before I came homeless and all that, I was I was well off. I was working for engineering and all that. You know, and I've gambled an awful lot of money, like thousands. You know. And would that be thousands in a in a year? Uh, no, maybe in a couple of weeks or something like that. You know what I mean? So fucking ridiculous. I'm from Galway originally, came homeless, landed in Dublin, and then they were trying to send me back up there. They said that I wasn't on the council list, yes. you know. But, yeah, so I got stuck in Dublin. I used to drink. I, I'm 16 years off to drink. Good, well done, yeah. And uh, I, 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 if I look at drink now, the smell of it makes me sick. Right. You know what I mean? Now, I wasn't like an alcoholic or anything like that. Because when I come off it, I come off it on my own way. I didn't need medication or anything like that. Right. I didn't take the shakes. I used to be a casual drinker. I used to go to pubs. Yeah. I wouldn't drink on the street, you know what I mean, unless it was a hot day. Yeah. You know what I mean, that way. But right. uh, yeah, I gave up the drink. And then I cut the gambling for a while. And since I've been out tapping near the shops, you've got the bookies right next to me. Yeah. So it's temptation. So right. that's why I do be back in now. But don't get me wrong. I do all right sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm, still, I'm still putting back the money while I'm winning. How is the hostel? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. okay. It's like, you know, it's shared accommodation at the moment, you know, so... All I right. haven't got my own room, but I would like my own privacy. Outside the bookie shop here now, how are you getting on today, please? I, I do a Yankee every time I go in today, when I go for the point, and uh, I just do uh, four horses, right. and uh, I go for a point, then a couple of points, come back and get results. So on the, on the, the four horses, then I put, say, 20 euro on each horse, and uh, a terrier Yankee that was 102 euro, so I got 140 back. Right. So you bet you over nearly 40 euro more. Right, but you bet over 100, yeah. 102 euro. And uh, that's I mean, well done today. Like, yeah. but I mean, oh, yeah. uh, not all the time now, you know. Mm-hmm. Now other times I could get three up. When I get the four up, I'm laughing. You know, I right. get I get up to a thousand euro. And that's it. That's I put me bet on before I go in and uh, have me points. And I go back and check it out, and that's it. As I say, it's a it's a day out, putting the bed on and yeah. watching in, in, in having the point then I'm watching the, the racing going on in the public health. I just like to get out and about. I mean, you don't want to be um, stuck looking at four walls all day. You know what I mean? Jesus, who does? And have you been doing a... that all your life? Ah, no, no, no. I've been living in Birmingham for 20-odd years and all that. And Were you a young yeah. man when you went to Birmingham? I was. Ed. Being a youngster, like, you know, one of the reasons now I, I, got, I got an awful lot of trouble with the Gardaí. And I said, well, I best time to get out of here, you know. Right. I'll be in more trouble. Right. <laughs> you know? How did you get into trouble with the guards when you were young then? Uh, it's mostly cash. No, robbing cash, just, you know, taking cars and going with spins, and that was it. Yeah. That was it, really, you know. That's what was called joyriding, isn't it? No, well, I didn't know. Yeah, well, I'm used to enjoy yourself, yeah. You were glad to get out oh, of the Oh, yeah, I had age. to get out. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it was getting top-heavy for me, like, and I just said I'd get out there before I got in the... Well, what happens? You just grow up and grow out of trouble? Well, and that was up. it. Just, that's it. Just got a bit of sense, like, you know. Mm. It's getting to the point now, all the old, smoking the old cigarettes and the, yeah. I'm lucky you had to make it back to the blade motor, you know what I mean? Like, you know? <laughs> How are you getting on today at the bookies? I'm going into Bull Sports, so we're going to do a lucky 63, and I'm going to, it's 50 cent each way, so it'll be 63 euro. 
Right. And that'll do me for the day. So you'd spend just how much in the day then? Is, uh... 63, and I'll probably do another 63 tomorrow and leave it at that. <laughs> and then leave that until Sunday for another 60. Oh, sorry, for next Saturday. And if it comes in, how much would you make uh, if it works out right? Well, I'll tell you, if it came in, it's all multiple bets, so it's 63 bets, you know. Right, and they're a euro so, each. Yeah. No, okay. uh, well, I do 50 cent each way. Must be like, a, what, 120 a week? Is well, it, it could be nearly 200 a week. Mm-hmm. But I don't gamble them as much as I used to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't gamble as heavy. You know, I'd rather actually back the, in the golf. You know, I have more luck in the golf. Now, I didn't have any luck in the Open, the US Open right. this week. But I'd rather, because I'll tell you one thing, everybody is trying. They're Whether right. you're back horses, we don't know if they're trying oh, or not, right. you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. And would you, would you be up or down generally? Oh, uh, yeah. You like you, you know, like, uh, you, even if you get three-place horses for, you know, uh, three-place uh, three horses and you're lucky 63, which is a six-horse bet, well, you're yeah. nearly getting your half a stake back. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, So you're not losing, Connie, you know what I mean? 200 a week now, you used to bet more heavily than you did. Just what was it that you used to bet then? I'd be back in greyhounds and I'd be back in football and, you know, like... Yeah, and having a having a go, and you know what I mean, like you know, thinking, waking up, and thinking it's a lucky day, and we all do that, you know. We dream of the lottery, but then again, I I win the lottery every day because when my feet touches the ground, and when I get out of bed, that's my lottery. You're alive, yeah. Be healthy. You can't buy health. Did it ever get you into trouble, the gambling? Well, I'll be honest with you, I used to gamble my mother's money, which I'm not proud of. You know, she knew that. You know what I mean? I got myself into trouble over that. You know, but uh, I did it once or twice, you know, you know, a couple of times and copped mm-hmm. on to myself. And you've just said a prayer to your mum now. She's, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, love her still. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. She's very tall, Dana was, you know. So, we're from our Devony Gardens, the flats, right, you yeah. know. They, have they been not, locked down now? Have they, they have they, been they, locked yeah. down now and the first phase is at an opening there now, the yeah. new houses, you know. 13 of you raised, like, it was mm, tough going, yeah. yeah. Oh, mm. yeah, so that had to go to London, you know, mm-hmm. and walk. We went in the tree. But we weren't the only big family like in the flats, you know, because yeah. there was quite a lot of big families right. in the flats, you know. You've been gambling since you were a young man, I'd I say. used to walk the horses. I see, yeah, mm-hmm. so you used to yeah. work with them, is it? Yeah, up at Castle Nook there, you know. Right. And, uh, Hello, Kate. Hi there. How are you doing? Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and I worked for Mr. Paddy Cairns, you know, the amazing lovely man. And you said you took your mum's money, you only, you only did it at the odd time, but... Uh... No, no, I let me experience there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learnt my experience there, you know, you don't do that, you know. And I hope people are listening out there. It doesn't matter how, you know what I mean, you never gamble your parents' money, you know what I mean, or, or anybody else's money for that matter. You enjoy it still, though, do you? Or? I love the horses, yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> the thrill right. of it. I love, I love the thrill of beating the bogey. Right. You know, and that gives you the buzz. And could you say in your life of gambling, are you have you beaten the bookie more? Oh, no. no, 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 they beat me. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? But what are, I, I got a few nice touches, yeah. yeah. How are you getting on in the in the bookie shop today now? I put a fiver on a horse and it came in at 5 to 1. I got 30 euro back plus me fiver. And how do you pick a winner like that? I go with the jockeys now, you know. Mm-hmm. Not the trainers, not the horses. Just have go you, with the jockeys. Right, and have you a jockey to recommend that you'd go by? Oh yeah, the women are taking over the sports. Holly Doyle on the flat and Rachel Blackmore right, on the right. jumps. And Mano, sir, how much generally would you spend in a week on the gambling? How much would you do? In a week? Yeah. Say about 30 euros tops because 
just that unemployed at the moment. But if I get woke when I was walking, I was a bit of a heavy gambler. I used to go down to Bukes and break time and all that, put 20 or 30 euro, no all, stupid gambling. And you get paid on Thursday, Friday, you have no money, you have to get a sub out, loan a few quid off, somebody go out for the weekend and all that. But learn me lesson and all that, five or now is. Uh, and you say yourself your own word, that was stupid gambling. It was, it yeah. was stupid, absolutely stupid. I do look back at them now. And, yeah. and there's a lot of people getting involved, especially over the phones. It's 24-7. You have to open an account with Paddy Powers or Boys Boards or Labrooks and all that. Yeah. And you get a free 10 or bet or 50 bet. That's just to click it in. And do you have any of those accounts? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust myself with but as I say, I just go off to this boobies, the local boobies still looky fit then. Not every day, you know, probably every week. And when you were at your spending the most, like, would you, you lost all your week's wages on it, you know, did? I spend, yeah, yeah, to be honest, I was on good money. It was, uh, it wasn't on the clock. It's now Facebook. We went at four or five in the morning, all I woke at five or six in the evening, say in the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then. Thursday or something, yeah. Probably finished about three o'clock in the bookies. Right. You just give it all away. Would you feel bad after that then? You feel very low. Very low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to admit that now. You feel very low. As I say, I copped on now after a lot of us. The dad said to me, cop on yourself and all that. Right. You know what I mean? You're doing a bit of work, uh, yeah. get a holiday to Las Vegas out of hand, or out right. to Spain and all that. But Really copped on early now, to be honest. Like a man can only drink one drink at a time. You can lose as much as you want. Yeah, on especially well, mm-hmm. that's where they have pubs beside uh, mm-hmm. the bookies. You know what I mean? They drag you in. You have a few points. I used to go to the local like, and you go to a pub. There's always the bookies beside. Right. Oh, you have your few points. You go in after walk, and I'll just have three or four points and all that. Then you get the itch, not the itch. Get a paper, look at the TV, and. You go in back a house and all that, and judgment's very bad with drink. Even with a lousy four points, and I've heard I've been uh, completely sober, you know what I mean, and just uh, read up about them. And have a few mates now have addiction now over the phone now. Right. You can gamble 24 7, you can. Right. In America, Australia, and everything, you gamble on bleeding bike races. That's why I would never open the account on this phone. Right. I think that I'm mad getting into the gambling. It would be a hard thing for a woman to be married to to put up with, wouldn't it? Would be that amount hard of money. Would, yeah. mm-hmm. be like being married to an alcoholic or a, mm-hmm. a drug addiction or something, you know. I'm curious to do you have a woman in your life who was was upset by all of that? Not anymore, no. Right. <laughs> yeah. A single man's life can be worse than a married man's life, if you know what I mean. I don't. Why do you say that? Well, you do be sitting at home on your own. Mm-hmm. You go to work, and especially if you now walk to go to, you're in that place. Right. It can easily happen. And that happened to anybody. Right. Easily. Yeah. Gambling this and that and all that. As you say, you're out of work now. It's tough when you're, you know, going into middle age now at this stage. Like, I mean, because you're a man in your 40s, I'm thinking. like and 49. That's a tough age to be unemployed, I think, isn't it? To be looking is, for work. Yeah. You know, there's so many other young well, do, they, do you reckon nowadays you're over 40? That's mm-hmm. it. 40 mark won't hire you. Right. They're looking for the young lads, 20, 21 year olds. And um, so, what's going to happen to you? I, I mean, are you optimistic or not about getting a. I mean, I do look everywhere for a bit of work, but 
Oh, if you can't get it, you can't get it. I said, I give them to the young lads. Is your day when you're not working like that's like yeah, it can be a drag, a drag of a day, yeah, it drags yeah. in. You have to get out for a walk or something, you know what I mean? You have to do something, just go up to your license up there and get a few cans of OT, archetypes. That's all you can afford, like, you know what I mean? You have to feed yourself and all that, and pay this, pay that, rents and gas and you need to be and which I heard is going up again pubs are too expensive so the, the few cans yeah too expensive it's a few cans now. we'll probably go out now if there was a bit of a christening on or something probably go out for two points maybe tops and then I'd live men I met outside bookie shops in Dublin and I'm conscious that it was all middle aged men placing bets who we've heard from in this podcast as a number of those men said to me younger people are more likely to bet online than be found in a bookie shop. Now, one last story in this podcast. As I left Stony Batter and walked back down Ben Burb Street, a man approached me. Paddy O'Gorman, he said, I owe you money. And he tried to get me to take 20 euro from him. He introduced himself as Joe, and he reminded me that we'd met a few years back in Wexford Town. I remembered... It was about five years ago, before the COVID lockdown anyway, I was working for RTE Radio at the District Court in Wexford. Joe recorded an interview with me there in advance of his case because he didn't think he'd be able to do so afterwards as he was expecting a custodial sentence. But he didn't get prison. The judge gave him a chance. So later on, Joe was downtown outside Wexford bus station tapping, as we say, that is, begging for money from passers-by to try to raise his bus fare back to Longford, a journey which he didn't that morning expect to be taking that evening. Joe told me, when I met him again this week, that I had given him twenty euro that day in Wexford towards that bus fare, and now he wanted to pay me back. I told Joe that I doubted that I'd given him twenty, so we argued and I eventually agreed to take a fiver from him. Then, standing on Ben Burb Street in Dublin, Joe recorded an interview with me. How are you, Joe? Not bad. Not bad, Paddy. Tell me about yourself now. Well, Paddy, I'm just out of prison there the last couple of days, and uh, I got out on the 16th. My release date was the 17th. I was in Weefield Prison on 1F. A few lads shout out to Diego there, and Gary and the lads, and everyone else there. Uh, I just shout out there. I seen you a few years ago, Paddy, in, in, uh, in Wexford Town. Yeah, I remember. And you helped me out there and that, and you got me a bus, so... I was going to give you a 20 euro back there, but you only took a fiver because you're a gentleman. And, but anyway, and I just want to say, I was on drugs very heavily. Yeah. And I was on, uh, like, but Judge Blake gave me 17 months. Victor Blake, he's retired now. So shout out to Judge Victor Blake. You really helped me out that time. Yeah. You gave me 17 months. And they did ask me if I wanted a pilot. I said, no, thank you. I don't want a pilot. I've done my sentence. I've only one day left to release me. We feel prison. It's like any prison in the country. It's not a hotel. But Paddy, that's all I have to say about that. Okay. And you know it was... I mean? Uh, what, where, what court were you sentenced in? Was it down at Wexford Court, was it? Or no? no, I was sentenced in Cloverhill in, uh, by video link. Oh, yeah. Because I was there, I was in a, sharing a, a three-man cell with four people because mm. the place is jam-packed and we were lying on the floors and all that. Right. And it was dreadful. You'd be walking over people and you're trying to go over a piss and have a shit in that. Sorry yeah. for the language, yeah. Paddy, but yeah. you know, yeah. that's, that's the story, like. Right, and but when I met you, it was in Wexford Town. That's oh, I right, was, yes. I was at the court that day, though, wasn't I? Were you at the court too? I was in, I was in the court. I'm in no jail most of my life, buddy. I've never killed anyone or shot anyone or raped anyone or 
anything bad like that or rob the elderly. I don't do things like that. But yes, it's hard out here to, and to survive these days. There's, you see yourself, people lying in tents and sleeping bags yes. all over the place. What are you meant to do? Am I going to sit like that poor woman over there? I had a bit of change in my pocket. I mean, I'll, I'll give it to her. It's no good. It's not going to get her a roof tonight. And, and there's a lot of people out there tonight in sleeping bags and tents. But I won't be sleeping up in the street because I have a place to go. I went up to try and get me doll there the other day. He said, if I don't have an address, which I haven't got, that me doll is, I won't be getting me doll. Stop with so, Cumberland Street, was yeah, it? Yeah, up in North Cumberland Street. But there was a woman, a shout out to Bernie there. She's doing a wonderful job. Right. She gave me a clothing grant and she gave me a cheque, which was 320 euros. 318, we said 320. And that was good. I got clothes and I got a new phone. You're saying the prison sentence did actually the prison, help you The out. prison sentence helped me because I stayed off drink. And obviously you can't have drink in there unless you brew your own, but it's not too much of that. To drugs, I didn't take drugs. I didn't smoke a rolly. I still don't smoke a rolly. I feel healthier, better. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say the food was a lot of you yeah. know what. But mm-hmm. look, listen, it's not a hotel we're in, buddy. <laughs> all right. And I know you saw all the things you didn't do this year. May I know what did you do that landed you in there? I yeah. smashed the window and I got done for assault. And I, I was the one that was attacked. Listen. At the end All of the right, day, I've okay. a lot. I've a lot of previous over the years, but listen, like I said, yeah, I'm not. I didn't rape anyone. I torture yeah. people. I don't do this. And the previous was drink related, was it's it? Drink. It's drink. Most of my life is drinking, like drugs when I was younger and that. But look, listen, I was in and out of homes, youth offenders, all these kind of places. So basically, I'm institutionalised. But at the end of the day, I know one day I'd love to just have a normal life, a normal place to go there. But I haven't because what's for a next convict like myself? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Do will you stay that? out of prison now, do you think? I hope to stay out of prison, yeah. Paddy, but I'd, I'll be honest with you, I doubt it. And will you stay here in Dublin or back home I won't, I'm going back, no, no, I'm not Wexford either, I'm Longford, I'm, oh, I'm from sorry, Longford okay, Town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will be I will be going back to Longford very soon, yes. Right. But but listen, you? I'm institutionalised, I'm in an hour prison from a very young age. All right. And a shout out to all the lads there in Weefield Prison tonight, have a good one lads, and put the podcast out, Tiv, it's like, how are you doing, we're just doing a podcast there. Okay, all right. Listen, nice talking to you. Cheers, bye-bye. Joe, who I met on Ben Barb Street in Dublin on a sunny June evening this week, the same street where I met during the morning, the two women staying in a homeless hostel who we heard from at the beginning of this podcast. And in between, we heard from men I met during the afternoon who were in bookie shops in the nearby Stony Batter area. That's it from this edition of Paddy's Podcast. I'm sorry it's been so long, almost four weeks since my last one, and I'll do my best to get the next episode online within a fortnight. In the meantime, if you'd like to contact me, my website is paddyspodcast.ie, or else contact me through Twitter at Paddy J. O'Gorman, which is how most people seem to be communicating with me these days. That's it for now. I'm Paddy O'Gorman, and you've been listening to Paddy's Podcast. <laughs>